Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. Palo Alto Networks offers zero trust for your operational technology without the PTSD. If you're in the digital transformation game, keeping operational technology secure and running smoothly is a tall order. It's enough to make any coolest operations director wake up in night sweats. Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust OT security delivers comprehensive visibility and security for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. It provides best-in-class security while simplifying OT security management. It sees and protects everything in the network, and it automates threat detection while implementing Zero Trust across all operations. So sleep better at night knowing you have the most comprehensive platform to detect, manage, and secure your OT assets. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust solution. Go out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Find out more. You will not be disappointed. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and thank you for your continued support of a platform that is dedicated to you. Industrial professionals all around the world, you are bold. You are brave, you dare greatly, you you innovate, you solve problems, you collaborate, and you make the world a better place. That's why we celebrate you on this Industrial Talk platform, and it is a platform that you need to be more involved. It is, it is I mean, it's an ever-expanding ecosystem of industrial professionals that, that you need to collaborate with, like the one that we're going to be talking to today, Brandon. Abrasive systems the titan abrasive systems and we're going to be talking a little bit about what it means to be made in the usa what are the what are the steps is it does it make sense for you to do that brendan has all the answers let's get cracking there's a lot to it there's a lot of work that goes into made in usa but is it worth it you got to listen to the podcast I think it is, but you got to listen to the podcast. It's a lot of work, but you can do it. I'm sure you can. Anyway, a um, couple of notes. One, we're gearing up for uh, 2024. That's one thing. Two, we have a lot of events that we will be scheduling and we will be attending. And if you go out to Industrial Talk, you'll see the events. And it's expanding. Don't get me wrong. But if you find yourself... At one of these events that I'm broadcasting from, come come on by and say, Scott, I want to talk to you. That's what it, it. What is industry? Industry is just a collection of wonderful people, people that are solving problems. I say it all the time. So it, it is a human discussion, and your story, your it just this is where industry meets the power of media. You need to tell your story, whether you like it or not. It's important to your bottom line. It does. It, it, it makes an impact. Um, we also have a lot of training that exists out there on Industrial Talk. Um, I'm doing a series on one, my marketing, 
approach to how I get the name out there. It's sort of the nuts and bolts, and we release a class every week. Then I have uh, the program of Why You Need a Podcast. That's more of a leadership thing. And then I have one that's on leadership. I have I have around six classes that exist out there, and we're going to be doing more. And uh, um, highly recommend, go take a gander at them and you know, sign up. That's Learn more. Make 2024 a, a resounding success. All right. Brennan Aker is his name. Titan Abrasive Systems. Made in the USA. What does it mean? What are the steps? Does it impact the bottom line? All of that. Great conversation. A must listen to. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about you uh, interested in that, I'm telling you right now, this guy, this company has done it, and they know exactly what to do. And I'm sure that they would be more than happy to share their secrets because we're all about, one, educating, we're talking about collaborating, and we're talking about innovating right here, right now. All right, let's get on with the conversation. Brandon, welcome to Industrial Talk. How are you doing today? Scott, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Excellent, man. I'm pretty excited about it. Is it a good day for you? Where do, where do you call home? Um, we are in Warminster, Pennsylvania, suburb just outside Philadelphia. Is it getting cold? It's getting cold, yes. Even a little snow this morning. Really? Yep. Yeah. I'm jealous. Snow I don't mind. I could do without the cold. The cold's rough. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you get the snow without the cold? I don't know. And, and Louisiana, it's uh, it's Armageddon when it gets fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's that's pretty cool. All right, for the listeners out there, we're going to start off by giving us a little background on who you are. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Titan Abrasives. Did I say is it abrasives or I'm looking at it? Titan abrasive, abrasive. I'm looking now. I'm looking yep. at your URL. <laughs> and then everyone, uh, can, everyone likes to add the S because I'm abrasive. Tell people to take us from selling the material to the from the equipment. We're tight and abrasive selling the the equipment. I think that's why everyone defaults to abrasives because they're using abrasives in our equipment. Uh, I think that's where they're. Oh, confusing. see, there you go. Hey, <laughs> little little <laughs> nuance there. A little piece yeah. of a nugget of truth makes sense. <laughs> It's a little way to get to it, but that's okay. It's all good. All right, Brandon, give us a little background on who you are. So I'm a Philadelphian, hey. born and raised. You guys know, lost. go birds. Yeah, you guys lost. <laughs> you guys lost bad. We, we did, yes. We're not going to talk about that. No, we're not. We moved past that, you know? Yeah, we, we pushed just, that we on. We out of our system, you know? It's so. out of there. It's gone. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> That was that was a butt kicking. Um, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, shameful. but but like as if I have any, you know, being down here in Louisiana, you know, the Saints are <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, got that yeah. grimace look going on with the Saints. <laughs> yeah. All right, continue as we digress. Uh, yeah. So we're. Um... <clears throat> I'm, I'm the, the president of Titan Abrasive, which yep. which is a fam, family-owned company. It was it was started by my uncle, <clears throat> 1953. 
Um, I took over about 10 years ago um, and have been at, at the helm ever since. Um, we're a brace of blast equipment manufacturer, you know, American made. Um, we always have been, um, <clears throat> you know, based, based outside of Philadelphia. Kind of we always been in the area as well. The, the, the birthplace of a brace of blasting, actually, Philadelphia is. Just kind of no way. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, that's trivia. Started right here. I mean, there's stuff uh, started in Philadelphia. Yeah. There, no, no doubt about it. Heavy, yeah. heavy industrial uh, uh -huh. uh, contribution, most definitely. But uh, between you and me, and maybe some of the people that now they're better because they know that that's the birthplace of abrasive <laughs> blasting. Exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure that means a lot to many people out there. I'm that's sure. Right. <laughs> They'll <laughs> sleep better tonight. No, that's that. right. <laughs> Hey, honey, did you know? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. It might be a Jeopardy question. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody ringing in on that one. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> like, ringing in. <laughs> I'll take a bracelet for 500 there, please. Yeah, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, I don't get it. <laughs> nobody's ringing. Nobody's ringing in but me, and I'm no. not on Jeopardy because oh. that's the only question I'd be ringing in on. <laughs> you're, you're you're yelling at the TV. I know it. <laughs> Finally, I got one. <laughs> I'm not that dumb now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the premise outside of this jocularity we're having. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's talk about what we want to talk about, and that is made in the USA. This was an interesting uh, conversation that we had prior to this formal conversation, where uh, for me personally, didn't know what it would take to become made in the USA. Outside of the fact that, well, it's made in the USA, but there's a lot of <laughs> steps and stuff that are involved with getting that that made in the USA designation. Is that correct? That is correct. A lot of little nuances to it. Um, not not as not as easy as it sounds or just to make something in the US I guess it depends on depends on what you're making smaller items might be pretty easy um, larger items the more components that are involved in the yeah. system the harder it gets because there's a certain amount of those components have to be made in the US in order to say that the end product is made in the US <clears throat> um, all dictated by by the government a couple different uh kind of different areas where they do that. Like the FTC, uh, Federal Trade Commission, they have their own designation. Whereas if you're, um, they're more in the, the promoting of it. If you're talking about your products, if you're claiming that your products are made in the USA, um, they, they want you to have, um, you know, all or virtually all components of that product are made in the US. That's, that's their designation. <clears throat> so they huh. really want it. They want to stick to it. And, um, yeah, but that see, thing. that would be very, you know, that, uh, uh, that's challenging. That's where it becomes a uh, uh, difficult. If, if as I continue to scale my business, right? I, as I scale, or I might have been small, and I could, I could source my parts from various other manufacturers, and I got it. But as I continue <laughs> to scale, the complexity, the ability to be able to sort of overwhelm my existing suppliers just becomes more obvious, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. The bigger you get now, and now you have you have more um, more components, more vendors. You know, now you have to vet all those vendors to make sure are they really making those components in the U.S. 
Yeah. So you, especially if you get into like automated, more electronic stuff, you know, certain things are harder to find um, than others. Elec- electrical stuff, electronic components are, are pretty, uh, yeah. are pretty tricky. Yeah, and and, uh, and I would imagine your product, your product has electronics to it. I, uh-huh. I saw a yep. video and it was swirling and sucking and doing what it needed to do. <laughs> and it just didn't happen because of, well, it happened because there was power going to it. So you, you're challenged with that. Yep. So, challenged so you that. have, um, so you have FTC and then what's the other, you have made it. Um, if you're selling to the government, then you're under that the new like Buy American Act, which is the government with that, you know, it's a, that new, new uh, bill that they're trying to buy buy American. And in order for them to purchase American, you as a vendor have to meet their criteria, which is a little more precise than the FTC's all or virtually all. Um, the the government, the Buy American, actually gives percentages. So we were at fifty five percent of all. The components of a system had to be made in the U.S. That just went up this year to 60%. And then next year, it goes to 65%. And then, for, I don't know why, there, there, there's a gap to it's going up to 75%, but not until 2029. So there's a little, <laughs> so a yeah, little window a before they make the big 65 to 75 I don't know why there's a five-year gap in there. He could have. He could have just said in two and years. Take a break. It was seventy. You were just. I, I was. I was working on the math. I was going okay. Another five percent. All right. Five percent. Yep. Got it. Yep. Kick it up five percent. Nope. No, but I, I guess it's the government. They were like, whoa, whoa, we're going too fast. Let's slow it down. Let's give ourselves a five-year break for that next part. What What is Titan at right now? Uh it depends on on the on the actual component, which piece of equipment it is. Some of ours are well beyond that. We're probably, you know, 90, 90, yeah. 95 on some of some smaller components are hundred percent all made here. Once the ones add some electronics into them, um, you know, unfortunately bring us down a little cause some things are just, you can't source them in this country, unfortunately. Um, but most of our stuff, we're probably, I don't think anything we're below 80. <clears throat> Yeah, so you're you're good to go. Component. So, you're, you're, so we don't we've been selling to the government for for decades, so we don't really uh, have to worry about it. We've always, but as you said, we've always done it. Always, you know, focused on making things in America. But in 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was much easier. <laughs> Not just I, because of the components, but you know, years ago, everything was made here. Most yeah, things were made. Here. Are you are you having the the who's coming in and saying, "Let me audit you." We, we have not. We have not been audited um, <clears throat> or any, anyone checking on us. Now so I feel bad. <laughs> we, we hadn't been, you know. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No. No. <laughs> Looks like next week could be a busy week for I, us. I'm, cra- <laughs> I'm crabbing backwards now. I'm going, oh, I, I don't know what well, I'm. <laughs> somebody locked the door. Yeah. Hi. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Not industrial talk. Never, yeah. Shoot. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I feel bad. You're going to call me one day. Like, hey, Scott, guess what? Oh, what? Uh, yeah, it's happening. Because I, it's, I would imagine. I mean, you're, you're fine. How does, I mean, is there a bottom line value to becoming that? I mean, you're, we've already sort of mentioned the 
the tediousness of it. Tediousness? Uh-huh. That's not a mm-hmm. word, but I'm going to keep it as a word. I'd go with it. I, I, I'm <laughs> it is going now. to. It's my show, and I'm going to do that. But it, it's tedious, and and it requires uh-huh. a lot of paperwork and filing and this and that and the other thing. Uh-huh. Uh, is it is it worth it? <sighs> That's a tricky question. Is it <clears throat> is it worth it financially? I'd say that's that's questionable. Um, is it worth it for us, you know, personally as a business owner, as a company? Yeah, for the pride and for you know yeah. keeping things made in this country for the jobs it creates. Um, then yes, it, it it's worth it. I mean that's that's why we do it. We don't do it thinking we're going to get uh, <clears throat> it's going to make us more money. We do it because we feel it, it's it's the right thing to do. You know, we're Americans and we like to make. You know, we have pride in what we do and like to keep things in the in this country, keep our own uh, people employed here. So take us and now. Through, now, because yeah. of COVID, it's helped. It's helped with, you know, the supply uh, chain thing. That was an issue. Then COVID really pulled that one out. Like all of a sudden, whoa, yeah, now it becomes a big issue with supplies where fortunately we, we don't have quite as many issues because of our stuff being sourced here. We don't have those delays and bring See, it. See, that's on. an interesting part. I mean, you're right. Uh, we, uh, when COVID hit us and and we recognized the our supply chain is not as stable or strong or resilient to withstand that mm-hmm. and and it and you know we hope it doesn't happen again. I, that that was painful, but uh, mm-hmm. that's when everybody started talking about onshoring, nearshoring, reshoring, or whatever. And yep. and I I can appreciate that conversation. Does does the made in the USA designation also address manufacturing parts in Mexico or Canada, or is that still um, like free trade no, type it's stuff? Still just, yeah, it's still got to be source, you know, um, country of origin labeling on everything. Yeah. So it's still it, it's got to be for US. It's got to be US. Yeah, <clears throat> even the uh, yeah the the new NAFTA doesn't. Uh, yeah, I know. Mexico, US, Canada thing just, just <laughs> supposedly makes shipping things in and out a little easier, but um, that new, doesn't really help. In the, the new NAFTA, nobody can remember what it was. Everybody's all exactly. It's the genetic, you know, stamp on your Marin. It's NAFTA. Oh, it's the new NAFTA. The new, <laughs> whatever it's called, it's the new NAFTA. <laughs> yeah, it is. Whatever it is, new NAFTA. Yeah. So take us through sort of the, the okay. I'm a company. I'm interested in pursuing. Give us the give us the the good, bad, and the ugly of and how to do that. The uh, probably starting with what your what are your components? Where does all your stuff come from? Who are your vendors? You know, to take a take a look at that and what does that involve? Um, how many different components you buy from who um, and how quickly you can figure out just to see if it's something you want to get into or not. You know, how many vendors do you have? Do you know if they're making product in the U.S.? Some of it will be easy. Some, you know, like, oh, yeah, they're down the street. You know, we know they're a uh, yeah. you know, machine shop. Yeah, they're making everything. They're buying U.S. steel. You know, that's easy. Some will be more difficult. Um, that's just in in the sourcing of it to see if you can even hit that designation. You know, if your products are how many of your products are already made in the U.S. You know, what what will that entail? Taking on like, oh, we're only ten percent. We got a lot of components we have to try and source here. Um, and then I'd also consider what the big thing is: 
is it is it right for you? Is it is it worth that? Now, obviously, it would be nice if if everyone did it. You know, we would make our country a better place, keep our jobs here. Um, but for the bottom line of a lot of small businesses, it might not. It's not something that might. <clears throat> It's not going to increase your bottom line, maybe. You know, it's maybe, will it appeal to your customer base? You know, are, are they interested in that? Are you interested in <clears throat> products made in the U.S., which which could help you? Um, or some, if they don't, they don't care, maybe it's not going to, you're going to do a lot of work for nothing. And what does it mean to you? If it, if it means a lot to you to go down that road and in the pride of making things in the country, making a better product, um, then then by all means, yeah, definitely, definitely worth it. It, um, it was for us. It's a no-brainer. How do you? Uh, it the, the first thing that I can I have I have my existing suppliers. Mm-hmm. I've I've worked with them for years. I understand and I know their quality. If something came in and it's not meeting my specifications, I know I can call John and say, John, what's going on, right? And then be able to have that relationship, that dialogue. Mm-hmm. You'd have to go through the process of actually determining whether the quality is is meeting your specifications, and th- there's a lot of yes. work with that. There, there's a lot of work, and quality-wise, as a business, you should pretty much already already know that. You know what what's the quality of the components you're getting in? If you're having any quality issues with them, um, <clears throat> I know for us, if we compare a component, that's a globally sourced component with American made. Some are, some, some they're close. They get very close and some there, there is a, it's a no brainer. There's a huge difference in them. Some products, just the weight of them. Like, wow, this component is half the weight. You know, it was just cheaply manufactured um, consistency on components, you know, that, yeah. are, that are sourced from overseas. It, it, it's great. Like, oh, this means this is a great product. Looks the same, but it doesn't mean the next batch is going to be, or that, or after that. You know what? What their tolerances are that they're going to hold for those components. Um, that that's the issues that we've run into, even even though it's smaller components that we've tried to source, and sometimes we've end up making them ourselves, or or you know trying to all right, we got it now because it's just too hard to find, and they're not holding you know the, the, those specs. So we what we get this week is not what we're going to get next shipment. Do, do, is it is it a good business practice? to uh evaluate your you know your suppliers your suppliers and just constantly look for other vendors to provide and it just sort of keep that that wheel moving is that a good practice to be in i think it's always a good practice to keep up keep up with it and we we try to keep at least a couple suppliers of every component kind of in our system so we know if something happens we have we always keep a backup you know, we have a backup source to get that component from if it exists um, and always just to make sure everyone's doing their part. You know, they're making the same product. You know, the, the pricing is good, you know, kind of just keeps keeps everybody in line. <clears throat> you know, when, when you keep checking on that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I would imagine it's also good for quality and saying, OK, hey, uh-huh. you, know, you know, we're we're competitive. Your hamburger's yep. delicious. Their hamburger's delicious. Try to improve upon that hamburger. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. It's competition. It's competition makes us all better. Makes a better product for everyone. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, I have a side question to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. Is it uh, tight and abrasive? Um, do, are there, I mean, 
do you deal in in large, big, big stuff? Small. I mean, give give us sort of a. I just want to know how big you guys go. Big on our on our equipment. Right? It's all technical. It's a technical conversation when I when I wave my hands and you know that this is big and this is not so yep. big. So just that's it's all engineering. It's like because I have no words to put together. I go, hey, I mumble and then I raise my hands and that that communicates importance. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I many times see our engineers out in the shop just walking around. Hey, yeah, this I need this yeah. thing. No, it's it's exact. It's an exacting <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I, I, big, small. No. No limitations. Or what? What? Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's, our components. The smallest is probably like our like a portable blast machine. Um, is probably our smallest thing. It's a tank. Our smallest one's maybe 16 inches in diameter. Um, you know, it's a tank, maybe four feet tall. That would be our smallest component that we would have that someone might use that, you know, portable blaster to blast. Uh, you know, we have farmers that use them. They, they blast their tractor, you know, clean the rust off, repaint them, you know, out, out in the field, that, that kind of thing. Um, then they go up to like, you know, a blast cabinet. It's going to be a decent size, you know, four foot by four foot, plus some equipment behind it. Uh, and then getting big, we go into our blast rooms that are oh, big man. enough, big enough to pull an airplane in or a tractor trailer. You know, long, long pipelines that the pipeline companies are making, so they can be oh, uh, they can cool. get they can get pretty big. Yeah, that's cool. So it's much Brain. bigger than this. If you're out on video and it's, I'm just holding, it's bigger than that. It, it's it's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> bigger than I can measure with my arms. It's, it's, man. Yeah. it's, it's scale. It's scale. <laughs> anyway, what what's the uh what's what's the roadblock? I mean, if I wanted to be if I wanted the USA designation made in the USA designation, but there's going to be roadblocks. What's 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 the biggest roadblock you could see for me? Um probably two would be finding those components here. You know, like uh, I said probably electronics, electrical components, you know, if if you're heavy into electronics, you know some of those are going to be hard to find here. Um the other big one's going to be cost. If you're not prepared for that, something some things are not bad. There's not there's not a huge difference in the cost. Some are uh, are pretty substantial. They they can be you know three three times the cost, three four times the cost of yeah what something globally sourced is going to be for a component. Um, yeah, so but that's... but you just got to run the numbers. I mean, you just got to run the numbers, and it might not be everything. It might be a component you you can. Yeah. You can source that small component. It's not. It's not yeah. going to give up your made in the U.S. designation. Yeah. Um, by you got to pick and choose. You know what yeah. you're going to do. What All right. So I, I'm I'm interested. I want to become made in the because my bench is very uh, shallow. I I'll just give myself this designation right now. Right right real time. Uh, made in the USA. I'm sitting here in the Boom. USA. Yep. You were sitting. I'm right here. <laughs> how do how do people get a hold of you, Brandon? If they're saying I want to know more about this, I need help, I want to get some insights. How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, if you, if you want to know about us, probably easiest way is our is our website, titanabrasive.com. Singular, no S on the end of abrasive. <laughs> Just titanabrasive.com. Um hold, hold, hold. You, you have abrasive.com? You have that URL? Uh, abrasive. Titan, Titan, Titan abrasive. abrasive. Okay. I'm going, holy yeah. cow. There you go. 
How about it? How about I listen? There you go. Tighten the brace. It'll all be out there on Industrial Talk. And, and you, you'll be... to our website. All our info is on the website. Um, you can find links to it. Find us on uh, on LinkedIn as well. Um, but phone number, email, all that stuff's on the on the website. You can well, email us if anyone has any questions on Made in the USA or what's involved in it. Yeah, feel free to reach out. Happy to help. Well, you were cool. I enjoyed this conversation. A lot of fun. Well, thank you. Me too. Go birds. And it's, it's it's funny. There was actually a recent thing on on the Made in the USA. I just saw something posted on from the FTC that they just got a company recently that was posting online that they were American, 100% American made. They were veteran owned and they worked with the military and the FTC basically, nope, they're not veteran owned. There are no veterans that own the company. They're not made in the USA. They're sourcing everything from China and they've never worked with the military. <laughs> so be careful what you put out there. Yeah, they, they're yeah. they're coming for you as they should. That's uh, wow. You know, false wow. claims are not good, especially yeah, you're claiming some things. But when you go after the veteran, that's a rough one. Claiming yeah. you're a veteran when you're not that that's 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 a shame. That's that stolen valor thing. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I know. No. I'm not. So don't even worry about it. I can go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Brandon. Thank you very much. Hey, we're going to have all the contact information for Brandon out there on Industrial Talk. So reach out. Made in the USA. You got to figure that out. So thank you very much for joining. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. Made in the USA. Those are the steps. Brandon. Delivering the lumber on how to do that. We're going to have all the step-by-steps out there. Listen to the, listen to the co- podcast. If you want to do it, well, reach out to Brandon. Titan Abrasive Systems with an S. Make a note of that. All right. I keep saying it. I say it all the time. We are building a platform. We're always building the platform. Your message needs to be amplified your influence needs to be expanded it's important that's why industrial talk is here we have all the contact information out there you want to get a hold of me go out to industrial talk i even have a a robot that i message people right off the bat it's me it's a human being it's me have a conversation with me all right hang out with Brent. be bold be brave dare greatly And you're just going to change the world. I guarantee it. We're going to have another great conversation shortly, so stay tuned.